welcome to VIP Boxing's Bell to Bell podcast. We're 60 not out this week, uh, 60 episodes and uh, still going strongest, I suppose. And as always, before I introduce myself or anybody, if you can leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you can, thanks very much. As you know, I'm Steve Lillis, I guess, with me, my co-host, John Evans. Hope you're well, John. I'm glad for rushing straight in from Graft to jump on this podcast, mate. Very good of you, as always. Hope you're okay there down the road in darkest Yeah, I'm, I'm all right, Steve. You, you just said 60 not out then. We were talking about memory loss just before we came on. You're hey, not I'm a so your I'm, age, that is it. I'm putting now I'm putting it down to long-term COVID, even though I've never <laughs> tested positive. I'm going through bad memory loss, mate. And I'm a couple of months before it that speaks six. So and what's great when you when I am 60 in April, I'll be having the largest non-alcoholic Guinness to celebrate. Because I can get a rail card and I can get down to see Fulham cheap. So I'm happy when I'm 60. I'm wishing my life away. Anyway, someone who, 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 who I think, I don't know if he's wishing his life away or what. He's a, he's a great mate of mine. I, I, I'm always, I'm always batting for him. And I know, I know John Evans is too. He was a world super featherweight champion. Now a commentator. He's not used enough by all the, all the big supersonic media guns. Barry Jones, you okay, mate? Yeah, I'm okay, mate. Yeah, living in, I'm living in a box. Living in a box? What do you mean? Oh, go yeah. on. No, I'm joking. I'm, just, no, I'm not getting enough work, but I'm, I'm fine. I'm no, okay. I know. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Do yeah. you like my thing on my wall? What is it? I just noticed it. It's it's a picture from the first when I, the first date me and my missus. So that's, <laughs> me, the baby. that's me, the baby, and that's her carrying me. Yeah, it's got, it's got the same amount of hair, Barry. <laughs> yeah, and the, same, and the same tiny penis. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, where you read Barry's jokes, you know, it's Barry Jones. If you don't recognize him, everyone does. Uh, John, um, you're gonna you you got your clock and everything ready, John. Everything's to ready to go, week. yeah. Um, oh. and round one to you, John. You want to talk about a possible Brit unification? Yeah, not just a unification, could the path be cleared for an undisputed British champion at featherweight? We've got Lee Wood against Michael Conlon coming up. A tremendous fight we spoke about last week. We've got Kiko against Josh Warrington a couple of weeks later. Another brilliant fight. With Gary Russell losing to Mark Magsayo last weekend in, in a shock. Magsayo becomes a more viable option for a further unification. And Navarretti has always seemed quite open to it. I just wonder if, for the first time, because I don't think Nassim Hamed held all the belts, is there a route opened up where we could have a British featherweight champion holding all the belts. It seems to me closer than ever. And if you do see it happening, which guy do you think is more likely to come through the pack? Ooh. It's a... Ooh. I think it's wishful thinking, John, that would have for all four. I think it we're still a long, 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 long one way for it. What I think we will have, if as I think I said on this podcast two weeks ago when we had Steve Wood on two or three weeks ago. I think we will see if Lee Wood and Josh Warrington win. I think that's now done for oh, Lee's well. rugby league ground later in the summer. They're not going to get Ellen Road in time because they'll need the pitch by July. I think that's now done if they win. If Conlon beats um, Lee Wood, I don't think it's now done at all because I think top rank, they've got the belt. They'll be taking Conlon to Madison Square Garden and they'll yeah. keep control of that. There'll be no unification. I think the only chance is Lee Wood. Uh, at Lee Wood. Um, as for um, Mark Magsayo, he's advised by Sean Gibbons 
um, and they'll go where the money is, mate. They, yeah, that they'll, go well the money the, is. they'll go and, where and the money is. Navarrete's think, been open to it all the way. Yeah, I think we're yeah. a long way from it. I don't know what you think, Ban. I do think top rank will protect Michael Conlon and, and get him some defences before he goes in a big fight if he beats Lee Wood. I think they would. But I also think that, you know, they'll realise that he's 30 years of age. And, you know, and even though he's, he's fresh, he's still 30 years of age. So, you know, you can hold on forever. And I do think that they maybe will think, because they have Navarrete as well, that maybe they'll go that way. So, they, so we might get that unification, but in a roundabout way where, you know, where, you know if, if one of them beats Martinez, he might get that Max, Max Iowa fight. And then possibly... And then maybe, you know, I think you know, Conlon and Navarrete is an easier fight to make than some of the others. Yeah. But you want, no, I think Wood versus, obviously, Warrington. If those, those two win, then that's, an, obviously, that's you know, an easy fight to make and you'd think would be made, but as you said, Steve, by the summer. And then, yeah, but I think the other fights then are more difficult to make. Maybe, you know, WBC title might be able to get on board, but I think Navarrete, I'm not quite sure, A, if anyone wants to fight him, to be honest. <laughs> and um, where does it go? You know, and again, top rank will want you want big money, and will they be able to get him over here? I'm not sure. Um, round two, um, on to someone else. How not to shape your career? It's and I really want to hear from Barry at obviously you, John, as well. From this, it's Gary Russell, um, lost to Mark Magsayo the weekend. John Pegg warned that he could get beaten at some time because of all this inactivity on the podcast last week. He fights every year. Two years gap before the Magsayo fight. He went into that fight with injuries, which I'm sure a lot of boxers have told me, well, you know, good level boxers, and Barry might back me up here. Once you get to 30, you get more and more of these injuries, whether you've been active or not, you know, because of just your body and you are aging as a sportsman. Um, he's 34 in June, and I think how he how he's not managed, how his career has gone has been abysmal, really, by him, people that manage him. We were talking last fight last week of all the fights he's missed out on Santa Cruz, Frampton, Warrington. There was a procession of names. And I think Gary Russell's career for someone who could have been an A-lister has been a waste of time. Six years of world champion, six defenses. Sounds great. But, you know, five was his fifth, sixth defense he lost. Very disappointing how, how it's all gone, ended up for. It looks like it's ending up for him. Yeah, I think it's, it's mad because. On his day, he's good enough to beat any of those names you mentioned and a few others. You know, he really is. I'm not saying he would beat them, but he's more than capable of, of, of doing that. He's absolutely fantastic. But why would you hold on? Why would you just hold your career to ransom for no reason at all? It's been since he lost to Lomachenko, which is his first world title challenge. Obviously, he won the world WBC title, I think, two fights after that. That's I think that's eight fights in seven and a half years. It, no, no, bear in mind, you've won a world title, you have a bargaining chip. It's not as if you're begging for a fight. You've got people coming to you. You've got mandatory challenges. And, you no, know, theoretically, you were looking for fights. So there's no reason not to fight. You know, that's like, it's just over one, one a year. Like, it's, it's, not really, it's just absolutely scandalous. I don't know why we would want to do that. I don't know whether he was at the start of the PBC when the money was he really was, good. Yeah, yeah And they would was. all chuck him in. Him and Furman were right at the start of it. Well, Lee Selby had really good money for his... For his first defense, I think, was in America, and he had really good money. But then it goes down again dramatically because no one they can't sustain that because it's you no know, the money's got to come from somewhere. And I wonder whether he that was his once he got paid X amount, that was his that's my that's my limit, that's what I get paid, that's my that's my quota. And then everyone was offering less money and he kept turning them down. I don't know that, 
but I can't think of any other explanation why he would want to be so inactive. Yeah, not long left, but what a crazy decision as well to come in injured with this damaged tendon. He was alluding to the fact he had a damaged shoulder before the fight. The shoulder goes, he has to box eight rounds, and now he's going to be out for another prolonged period. So he's not going to be able to get back on the horse and avenge his win. It's just a, a real shame the way it's gone for Gary. Over to you, Barry. Big domestic oh, yeah. fights, and it's looking yeah, this, good. This, this, no, this is a positive note. This is this is fantastic. No, we all, this, Britain, if anything, just remember more for domestic rivalries, for whatever's on the line. It doesn't matter about the titles. And this year, especially this first quarter of the year, we got some fantastic wins. You know, the, we started off with Eubank Jr. And, and Liam Williams in Cardiff, so it's going to be a sellout. It's a real gritty, horrible, hard fight. With two, so one's a bit of a narcissist, one's just a, a horrible animal of a man when he wants to be. And how that can be a good fight, whoever wins, how that can be a good fight. If that's not a good fight, then I'm not bold. That's going to be just an absolute war. It has to be. And then we have Cannon Brook. No, that has no relevance on the world scene at all. And they're way past their, their sell by date, but it's a fun fight. It is a fun fight. I don't care who wins because it doesn't matter about the world scene, there's no relevance. But it's a fun fight, and it's too late. But I think it's it'll be a good fight, and it'll be a good fight to watch. I think, and then Taylor and Cattle, I think you know that. Don't forget about also we've got after that, but we got Lee Wood and, and and Michael Conlon. If we call if we can call Conlon British, I don't know what we call him British or Irish, but yeah. I think no. But Taylor and Cattle is a really interesting fight because Taylor's you know the number one by a million miles. He's a huge favourite, but Cattle's waiting this time, this turn. You know he deserves his shot, and he's tricky. You know, no one gives him a hope in hell, and you can't. But you know, it still might be a fight where he, you know, he has to show a bit of grit and determination. So, you know, I just think, you know, there's four domestic fights there before the end of March, which are going to be fantastic to watch. Yeah, it's, it's great, isn't it? And well done, Sky Sports, for, for getting yeah. them together and getting these fights. Hopefully, the Zone and the other channels see the interest that these all domestic clashes have generated and start following, you know, following the suit because. Some of the fights that could be made. I've seen talk, I know, and when talk like this starts, it usually means it's two years down the line, but Yard Buatsi, can you can you imagine Yard Buatsi in September? It's just a phenomenal fight. And there's so many there that are just bubbling away, ready to go. Hopefully the broadcasters see what Sky Sports have done, see how interested the fans are and follow suit. Sky have uh, set the mark for this year with that, that what they've got on in February, yeah. domestic-wise. That is going to take, some, but anyone, if any channel conquers that, what they've got in February in a month, in the, in the in what the eleven months we got left of the year, they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be delivered something special. But there's so many little fights as well, smaller fights that you mentioned, big ones. But you know, I like things like Jack Massey, Isaac Chamberlain. It's a fight that a show oh. for Isaac Chamberlain is is for real. And I'll give you a, a tiny little one. Again, nothing on the world stage, nothing to the mainstream public. But for geeks like us, we'll watch it. Lennox Clark, Zach Chelly, that's going to happen oh, soon. Yeah. Oh yes. We're off the domestic scene now and John wants to talk about someone who's either a golden boy or golden fool. Who is it, John? Yeah, what do you what do you two think about Ryan Garcia? You know, we, we've seen him, he's teasing his comeback, isn't he? You know, he's giving out these little hints that he's going to be back in the ring. He's throwing out the usual stuff that he wants a real test. And Isaac Cruz has been mentioned because he gave Davis a, a good fight and... Ryan's coming out with all the talk again. You know, I'm a man. I'll knock you all out. I think we all know that's not going to happen. You know, he's going to be given a 
a welcome back fight, Ryan, isn't he? Where he can he can sell his story about the, the struggles he had outside the ring and the anxiety he felt. Um, maybe cry in the interview, sell a few pay-per-views, attract a full fan base, knock somebody out of a left hook and then start it all over again. And I'm just starting to worry that Ryan's in the middle of these YouTubers and fighters. He's got such a high profile. He's got such a following. He makes so much money outside the sport, I imagine, from various endorsements. He doesn't really need or want to fight. And there's something there with Ryan. You know, we saw it when he ducked, when he got himself up off the floor against Luke Campbell. Yeah. That was a, a good win against a good fighter. Yeah. And there's something there. And I, I, I think it'd be really sad if we don't see him test himself and, and don't see just what he's capable of because... He's, he's, he's got it all. Like he could be the next Delahoy if he's got it in inside inside himself to push on. But is as he got it? Sorry, Barry, you go on. You're more important no. to hear from me than me. <laughs> well, that's that's what I that's what I think. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to be the next Delahoy. I don't think he's that good, but I do think that he is good. And I wasn't sold on him until the Luke Campbell fight because he doesn't bend his legs. He's just so so many things wrong. He has natural power and super fast hands, so he's lots to work with. But I think you're right, John. I think the fact that he makes money out of you know outside of boxing, where's the hunger going to come from yeah, that you yes. need to compete at that high level? No, he, you know, and he's learning from the other YouTubers that you can just talk about it without actually fighting anybody and still make plenty of money. And you might just fall into that in, into that crowd and that that category. And it's just a shame because he actually is a genuine world class fighter. But I hope he has ambition still because I think he can be in some, it's a, still a good weight and for the it'll disperse soon though. That's what he if you don't get it together over this next 12 months, 18 months, that weight will disperse and, and it won't be the weight that we were talking about 18 months ago. Probably. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree with that. And Dela different him and Delahoya. Delahoya, when he was, you know, at a similar stage of his career, he was just talking greatness and the hunger. Yeah, I, I, the I, I didn't mean talent wise, I just meant the, the package. The pa- okay, yeah, sure, yeah. But you know. You know, obviously, if Dela, if, if the world was different in those days, who knows what Delahoya would have been like? He was a pinup. Yeah. You go to a Delahoya fight in Las Vegas, it was like going to a take that concert at the same time with female followers. But he's obviously a boxer who thinks, you know, the number of social followers you have is as important as any world t- title bouts. And of course, he is very, you know, he is very, very good. You saw that against. Love to have uh-huh. gone on any, but there you go. Round five, was 15. Who was it against? Who was it against? You never know. <laughs> you know, but anyway, we've gone about him another week. I mean, well, round five, um, 15 million reasons. Um, is Anthony Joshua to right to accept this 15 million? If, you know, what I'm hearing is, is um, true, then the, the, the offer's genuine. He's close to, you know, he, he's likely to take it. By Wednesday, this should all be sorted out one way or the other. Wednesday, Thursday, who's fighting who and when. But you know what? I see a few people saying he's not a fighting man wanting 15 million to step aside. I think it would be a brilliant decision to take the 15 million and step aside. He's getting money in the bank to um, he's getting money in the bank to for doing nothing. He's going to go to a new trainer. It's going to give him longer with a new trainer. Fury and Usyk could have 12 hard rounds that could take something off them, particularly Fury, yeah. another hard 12-rounder. If always And people were criticising him, and it just shows the world how people think you're great for taking step aside or not. And I, I remember the last time, because in the 90s, I was around the heavyweight scene a lot. Um, in 96, I think it was, Lennox Lewis got $4 million for letting Tyson fight Bruce Seldon for the WBA title. Lewis had just come off the hard fight with Ray Mercer. 
And he was sort of like lauded for taking that money. What a great, and he, you know, he obviously never won that. He went and knocks out uh, McCall, I think, his fight after Mercer. I'll have to check that, but that's what I think it was. And he got $4 million. That was the last high-profile heavyweight getting step aside. I just can't believe people are criticising Joshua for possibly taking this money. I don't know where, how you two feel about it. I, I think it's because the fight was being so close. It's been talked about for so long that we're all, everyone's frustrated. So, you know, you, you, you sort of get angry that, you know, you, you're scared to fight him, scared to fight that. I, I don't, even though that fight's not going to happen, I think everyone's fed up with whatever he does. He's not happy. No one's been happy that, that they didn't fight a year or so ago. So any other fight now is always going to be a, no, just let's get the undisputed, undisputed. Why don't you want to be involved in the undisputed fight? It looks like the people will make out, will, will see that as him trying to duck Fury. No, it's not because all he's doing is just, like you said, saving himself for the for the event. He still gets his shot, but is he hoping that that Uzik beats Fury and then he gets Uzik again? Which even though he gets schooled, he doesn't make he doesn't get beat up. And maybe against Fury, it might be both potentially. I don't know how they think it. I don't think I think he thinks he can beat them both. To be fair, yeah, I don't think he beats either one. My personal opinion, but he will believe he beats them both. But I think you're right, Tim. It's a smart move and. How do you turn down fifteen million pound? I mean, how do you, how do you turn down fifteen million pound for nothing? Or you can't. <laughs> well, we're staying on the theme. There can only be one. One what, Barry? One undisputed, un, un unified heavyweight champion of the world, and it's the same thing. Will we get to see that by the end of the year? And I'm the only way that happens if if Fury and White decide to step down, take the money, and wait for their turn. <laughs> We've been so close, haven't we, over the last few years of getting a one, the one, the king of the world. Now, we all think it's Tyson Fury. I think almost everyone will say that Tyson Fury is number one. But there's always a, ah, but he didn't fight him. He hasn't beat him. There's belts out there. And can we get that number one? And I think, you know, we're close. Are we closer now than ever before? If there is talk that, that Joshua will step aside for the big money, if there is talk that White will step down and, and, and allow, allow that fight to happen... <laughs> Can we be there? Will, 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 will we see Usyk and the most likely of pair? Let's be honest. We wouldn't have thought these, you know, maybe four years ago that these two would be fighting each other. But it could be. Could we actually see in the summer, Josh um, Fury and Usyk for the undisputed and, and unified? What do you think? I, I I think White's the flying in this. Yeah. Joshua is so big, isn't he? He, he can. Joshua could insert a clause into a contract. <clears throat> yeah, I'll step aside. I want X amount of dollars and I want a shot at the winner. White, what does White do then? White's not going to fight for the title then for another 18 months. I think White, White's got to press his case, hasn't he? White, yeah. For White's career, White's got to be the one who doesn't back down. Um, we might get a, a Fury voluntary march while White's appealing, but White must be looking at this play out into the future and think, well... If Usyk and Fury fight in summer, Joshua's done a deal to get the winner at the end of the year. I'm not going to fight for another 18 months for the heavyweight title. I don't think White can let that happen. I, I think White might be the stumbling block. Yeah, I think by the end of the week, this from what I'm hearing, by Wednesday night come Thursday, it would it will have sorted itself out, this picture. So by the end of the week, this round might have been overtaken with news. Um, I think it's very, very hard for to have this undisputed champion, Barry. I mean, it's wishful thinking. We would just love it, even though whoever won it, 
they will most probably most probably get fragmented so quick because there'll be WBO mandatories, IBF mandatories. Um, you know, but we'd accept that just for one night to see a picture with all four belts over with the two on each shoulder of a man. Um, it, it would be you know a picture we we all want to see. I, I I'm I'm very very skeptical of it because at the end of the day. You know, it's obviously you know, it's supposed to be coming from Saudi Arabia. This money for um, Josh, sorry, for um, Tyson Fury to fight um, Alexander Usyk. There's, you know, even though there's a contract, that's a hell of a lot of money to be found. Because even if White was to be placated and means him waiting until the middle of next year, they're still gonna have to find five million pounds for that. You know, fifteen million pounds for. Um, Joshua, what if someone like Fury says, hold on here, I'm not going to go in a fight where someone, I'm not going to fight, he's getting 15 million not to fight me, I want more. These things happen, there's greed, and I think there's a long way to go before we see this happen or with all four belts on the line. Um, I, think, I think our best chance is going ahead with Fury White, um, March 26 or whenever, um, Joshua against Usyk in April, and then maybe by the end end of the year we would get it. I think that's our best hope. That's I was just about to say that. What if unless these fights just happen and then yeah, we, uh, that's our, we, that's, get, we get there? Yeah. But what happens if the purse bid goes on on Wednesday? Um, you know, Frank Warren top rank win it. Um, he's not White's not happy if he's twenty percent carries on appealing to get more of that purse bid. WBC will have to let Fury have an interim fight in March or someone, a keep busy fight. Uh, and then suddenly it's thrown back six months. It's just getting parked up and parked up more and more. You know, I mean, John, there's something John alludes to a lot in the podcast about how, how, how it gets, there's too much parking up. And the worst thing yeah. that maybe could happen would be Fury having a voluntary in, in end of March, because whatever happens then, we're not going to see him until the end of the year. Yeah, and or, it kicks the mandatory down the road as well. Yeah. Or if White beats, if White were to beat Fury, I wouldn't put any money on it, but if White were to beat Fury and he gets a rematch clause, because <laughs> no, everyone loves a rematch clause, <laughs> and then that goes on to, to the end of the year and then so on and so forth. Or, yeah, or does Uzi have a rematch clause if he gets beat by Joshua well, he gets another crack? If, if he's a mandatory and it's purse bids, I doubt if they can there be a rematch clause. I'm not. I mean, it's like if they did a deal no, with say that, by, the, by, by the, the percentages, the percentages have changed, haven't they? Yeah. And yeah, they mix the they just they make their own rules up, don't they? That yeah. It should be was it 65 35 against an interim champion, but they're going yeah, exactly. 80 20 because of what the contracted purse well, was. In Josh, Joshua's, got a, Joshua's got a rematch with Usyk, hasn't he? So there you go. The rules can be uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. twisted to however you want them. There you are. Anyway, my father, I think we're a long way from it. And our best hope is um, that, you know, White to fight Fury, Joshua to fight Husik. But who knows, by Thursday, Friday, what, we, what I'm saying here could sound stupid. Probably. Yeah, I usually <laughs> sound stupid. You've sat next to me for years and years and heard me sound stupid. What do you reckon, John? Are, are we going to get a unification by the end of the year for all four belts before we go? Right, you know, I'm going to be positive because Barry had a couple of positive ones, so I'm going to say yes. And I think yeah. in December we'll get Fury against Usyk for all the belts in the Middle East. There you go. Proper, proper casual you are. Proper casual. Yeah, proper casual. <laughs> <laughs> Fellas, I know you've got to shoot off, Barry. You're either training someone, playing, kicking someone up in the air, playing football. I don't know what you're doing, but you're up to something tonight. I mean, I'm guessing it's football, is it, tonight? Dogging. I mean, no, I mean football, yeah. Football, <laughs> football yeah, football. I got my kit on there. 
<laughs> I tell you what, I was, I was reading something the other day about the lack of Welsh footballers coming through. Still time, oh, Barry. It's still time, Barry. The comeback That's is on. Like, uh, I was speaking to Joe Karzaghi today. I was asking if, if, he's, if he's interested in managing me on my comeback. <laughs> uh, he, he, he said no. He's got, he's got a but, look at John Arts, hasn't he, Steve? Yes, he has got that little bit of arse in there. And I'll tell you what, what Barry has got, he's definitely got that little thing. If you were, if you was on a pitch, you were playing a bit of five-a-side, John, because you play ah. a bit of football, and you just put a little... If you was up against Barry and he got rid of the ball and you put your rubber five-a-side studs just down the back of his calf, mate... I think he'd see red, and th- and there'll be a red card for him. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, guarantee you, you, you that, John. You're getting a if you're playing against if you're playing against Barry, he's leaving something on you, isn't he? At some yeah, point. Yeah, and if you leave something on him and he, he don't like it, that little <laughs> miss will come for about twenty seconds. You just hope yeah. that twenty seconds he doesn't chin you, because after the twenty seconds, it'll be all right. You're selling a really bad picture to me here. This is, I this couldn't is sell bad. a bad picture. You're one of the best. You're, you're one of my best pals in boxing. How <laughs> can I paint a bad picture of you? Are, we, are we right though? Are we right though, Barry? What's that? Oh, are we right though? They, they all cheat at any level. They cheat all the time. It drives me mad. Like I'm, rubbish. I'm, the worst. I'm literally right. I'm the worst football player you ever met in your life. But I don't want to be good. I don't care. I just want to run around like an idiot. But like. They cheat all the time, and they, and they, they you run it, you run towards the ball. They push you before you get to the ball. And I'm like, but when I do it, it's a foul. But I do do it, like I push them over. But like I'm like, I'm, I'm like a tiny little man. Don't complain to, don't complain because I push you over. Like, but, like I'm like, I'm, I'm so, so small. I'm, I can be a midget. Like, don't complain when I push you over when you've been pushing and kicking me all night. Oh yeah, I am aggressive. I realise. Sorry, I just realise I am aggressive. If, after if all. It, if he messages me and he's chin someone tonight on the football field, you're definitely getting the blame, John Evans. But fellas, thanks very much for tonight. Thanks, John, for I need someone on. to record. I need someone to record it though when I do chin somebody. Because I have no footage of me hurting anyone in my whole career. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> fellas, thanks very much indeed. John, thanks for coming straight after work, mate. I knew you was in a mad rush. Barry, enjoy your football tonight, mate. And thanks everyone for listening. Hope you've enjoyed uh, the, 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 the work, Barry's words of wisdom and John's this tonight. Thanks very much. For all boxing, info, news and latest interviews, amateur and pro, across and off, click and subscribe. VIP, boxing promotions. Also, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook.